Um, let's start with the serenity prayer. God, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I will let mine be done. The format for this workshop is each speaker will have up to 20 minutes, and then the floor will be open for two-minute shares. The audio, not video, from this session is being recorded and will not be edited. Please note that this session will be available online or as a podcast feed. Anyone wishing to remain anonymous should use a fictitious name. By sharing, you consent to be recorded. Please do not share if you do not want to be recorded. Here is some Zoom info. Attendees are automatically muted. We ask that you keep what you see and hear here confidential and that there be no recordings or screen captures. Please respect the anonymity of all who attend. Please stop your video if you are walking around or eating. We ask you to rename yourself to first name and last initial. Feel free to add your state, province, or country. Also, please note that chat is set to host only until the speakers are finished. We also have closed captioning available. Uh, click on the live transcript. Um, so our timer today is Claire and our first speaker will be Michael. Hi everyone, I'm Michael, I'm a food addict. Uh, glad to be here. Just uh, briefly about my story, I've been coming around for, I don't know, I'm really not sure. Uh, I, I wish I had written down the date that I came to my first meeting. I remember where it was in West Hartford, Connecticut. Um, but I didn't think it was going to be that as significant as it turned out to be. So I can't really say when it was. But I will tell you that uh, after two or three years of coming to meetings, uh, I had been sent by a therapist uh, against my interest or will, well, willingness, not my interest. It was in my interest. Um, but I wasn't into it. Uh, and later he sent me to uh, a rehab facility for food. Yes, of course, that's an outside issue. I just want to say the reason I'm mentioning it is that uh, October 21st, 1991 is the day I went in. So uh, at least by that date, the only the farthest date back I have, I celebrated 30 years a couple of days ago. I've not been abstinent for 30 years. Uh, while I was coming around, uh, I was coming around for the first 10 or 12 years and I had not joined the program. And I say that because um, I wasn't working the 12 steps. And I, I, I didn't know what is a very, for me, a very simple truth. Um, the program of recovery is the 12 steps. And there's a part in the big book that says how it works and that's how it works. So I didn't embark on that until I'd been coming around, you know, 10, 12, 14 years. I don't really know how much. Uh, one of the, uh, I'm maintaining 150 pound weight loss during that time. And the only reason I keep coming is because I can't get what I've gotten here anywhere else. You know, maybe that's a bit of an overstatement because the fact is that once I came in and although I was, you can't show me uh, for quite a long time, that first ten, uh, uh, decade plus. Um, yeah, I'm kind of flighty. I'm just going to lose my train of thought several times during this 20 minutes. I'm sorry about that. Um, one of the biggest bars to my coming in, and I mean coming all the way in, was my arrogant, confused, militant position that God was a jerk and that he didn't exist. And if you think about it, I worship the God, the God of intellect. But if you, you know, which is you know, funny to me because that thing I just said is not possible. You can't be anything if you don't exist. So 
while I said, well, you know, if you can prove it to me, if I can be assured that this is true, then fine, maybe, you know, then I'll do it. But if I can't figure it out, then forget it. Uh, and yet I was holding this, uh, I don't know, this opinion that I, you know, that God didn't exist and that he was a jerk. And I always want to say that with a, a worse word than jerk, but I, uh, I don't. Um, the reason I thought the latter part of that is because I didn't understand how a you know, a greater power could let kids, you know, infants die in car crashes or something like that, where they just, they couldn't have done anything wrong. Why are you doing this? It's not fair. And, you know, while I was worshiping the God of intellect, I had no idea or, or I had not included into my worldview, the idea of paradox, that two things could be true at the same time. For example, I was convinced that prayer could not work because I did not believe in a gray beard in the heaven sitting uh, in, he- in heaven sitting by the phone waiting to hear my entreaties for the day. And I still don't believe in that higher power that I've heard other people or you know read um, in you know my 60 years. On the on Earth, um, but well, I, so I thought it couldn't work, and so I rejected it. When in fact, what was also true is that millions of people, for thousands of years, had been um, turning to prayer, and and then turning back to prayer as if there was something to it. Well, those two things just wouldn't work for me. And I just, so I just, uh, you know, I was confused and I would, but I was really passionate, uh, militant, arrogant. It's a really better way to say it about my position. You can't tell me that that doesn't make sense. I'm not gonna, I'm, you know, and for me, the, you know, that's, I heard in an earlier uh, session today, what was the hardest thing you had to overcome when you came into program and, you know, partially thinking about uh, this time, my first reaction, I think, was uh, higher power. But really, it was being a know-it-all. That, you know, you couldn't tell me, and so I wasn't gonna. And that is no way to make progress in program. It's really no way to make progress in life. Uh, and it... You know, it, it, the program got me, you know, so I came around and, and uh, started listening. I recently heard, I don't know where, I think it was Joe and Charlie a recording, uh, where they're talking about the difference between belief and faith. And I was always a belief kind of guy in that once I saw it work, then I could have faith that it would work, which I consider different from just, I have faith, you know, where it comes out of nowhere. You know, some of the stories in the big book, uh, uh, this blinding flash of light, you know, who was I to think that there was no God? Um, And uh, I didn't have that at all. I'm really glad they put in the appendix about uh, spiritual experience to show that it wasn't like that for everyone. You know, and for a long time, I just stumbled along on my own knowledge or my own uh, opinions. That would not take me all the way to shore, but it got me, made me able to close the gap between my arrogance and my uh, need to be part of a program and to have a higher power. I started to go down this road before. I do not believe, you know, and again, higher power is such an intimate concept for each of us. And when I say what I firmly believe it does is not intended in any way to reflect on what you believe. Just want to make that clear. 
you know, being a know-it-all, being arrogant, being, you know, I can come across like that. So I just want to make sure that's not my intention. My higher power, I do not, as I said, I don't believe in, in a white beard that happens. First of all, if this power is of a higher intellect, I mean, like, you know, magnitudes. Sorry about that. Oh, my goodness. That's my son. Um, oh, magnitudes of intellect higher than mine. Then I don't have to understand. It could be that this higher power made part of my condition, our condition, but speaking for myself, to not understand some things. So my not understanding it is no longer a reason not to go forward with it. Uh, I didn't want to get on my knees. Um, we don't do that in the uh, Jewish religion. And I'm not, you know, I'm, 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 I'm Jewish only ethnically, um, as opposed to ritualistically. Um, yeah, I'm jumping all around. Uh, so if there isn't a higher power who is sitting by the phone waiting to hear from me, oh, that's what I started to say. What good is it for me to tell God what I need if God is so, of such a higher intellect that he knows better than I do? So the idea that he'd be sitting there waiting to hear what I have to say just doesn't work for me. Um, I'm sorry, I think I'm going to get interrupted. My son needs a football. He's, anyway. Um, every I get on my knees almost every morning, and that's just leaving an opening for my imperfection. My intention is to do it every day. And I don't ask for myself uh, unless it would help others. And, you know, we've all heard that. I think that's in the big book. Um, you know, it doesn't work um, unless I'm asking for others. So I ask for uh, to be more loving, patient, tolerant, uh, supportive. I left out two of them. Uh, toward uh, my family and toward a group of friends that I'm in and then toward everyone else. Help me to be, you know, a conduit for, uh, for you know, my part. I, I believe in the indwelling God. I believe I, I would, you know, Sinead O'Connor has a lyric, uh, all babies are born saying God's name. And I kind of feel like that, that we're all sent with a piece of God within us. And that our task here is in that part of the plan is that once we arrive, we no longer remember that. And that our task here is to learn, to learn the value, uh, uh, to grow into the values that, in my opinion, speaking for myself, are godlike, you know, to be loving, for example. I mean, there's more than that. Um, and that that's my, that, that's a measure of how well I'm doing in this life is how well I'm putting aside what I think in favor of values that I think are intrinsic to all people. I think we all value community, for example, doesn't mean there aren't some people who go off and live in cabins all by themselves, but the vast majority of us need community. I didn't know that before I came in. And of course, my community is here. You know, I, you know, I, I didn't know when the therapist said, go to a meeting, that I needed community and that this was a place to find it and it was going to have all these rewards. I had no idea. Um, but now I know that uh, being in a place where you have to let me in. The only desire uh, uh, requirement for membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. So I belong. Well, I'll tell you, as a you know, 300 pounder at, at age 15, uh, I did not feel like I fit in. And then I came here and, you know, there are personalities and all sorts of other stuff going on, but I belong. 
Um, one thing I know about God, again, I'll just keep saying this, my expression of God, not telling you how to be, is that God loves me completely. And it used to be, you know, I'd heard that from other people talking about their, uh, you know, again, just in the wider world, not in a way. Uh, but it often seemed like part of that belief was that uh, my being loved completely meant that I had an advantage over you. When in fact, well, in fact, <laughs> uh, I think that God loves everyone completely. And it's paradoxical. You know, if everyone's loved completely, then it might as be, it's as good as doesn't love us at all or hates us all. If it's the same all the way across, there is no advantage to it as what I, uh, uh, over another human being or another for, like, you know, form of life. Uh, you know, the God of parking spaces just drives me up a wall. God has a sense of humor. He ended up getting me to this meeting when I thought I was going to the store. Uh, that, you know, uh, God, you know, when, when I get the parking space right in front of the store's door at 5.30 on Christmas Eve so I can get a gift for someone, God did that for me. Well, God doing that for me means that he took it away from you, those of you who needed that spot. Now, in my belief, this higher power has the ability to create new real estate. Just add in one more space so it's not taking away anything from me, but giving me his grace. But so far, I haven't, you know, except for... Uh, uh, Michael's? You yes. Five minutes, please. Okay, thank you. Uh, you know, except for like uh, uh, volcanoes in the, you know, in Hawaii, things like that the higher power that I know is not making any new real estate. So I don't think he's trying to give me something at your expense. And if that's the case, then what good is it, right? You know, it's got no advantage to it, but it, that's not right. In my experience, knowing that God loves me completely gives me something. It makes me feel safer, It, it helps me to remember things that are not just of my own crazy thinking. And um, that's paradox again. He loves me completely and that's good, but, it, 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 you know, well, anyway. Um, I often say when I qualify, it took me, you know, for example, when I did the fourth and fifth step, the fifth step in the big book step study process, it took me about six years to get from first instruction to completing the fifth step. Uh, and I would say that, you know, it took me a long time and it doesn't have to take you that long. And somebody pointed out, well, that's a judgment. Long is a judgment. It took me what it took me. So regarding my path to a higher power, it took me a long time, a long time, well into my 30s, and really my 40s before it started to feel comfortable. And I'd been coming around, as I said, more than, more than uh, a decade uh, while I was fighting it, not just not getting it, but fighting it. And now I'm someone who gets on my knees and uh, often says throughout the day, please, God, help me. Uh, or God bless you. Uh, some people question that, you know, you know, like in non, excuse me just a second. Uh, uh, Joey, I'm on the phone. I can't talk to you. Okay. He found the ball. Uh, um, uh, I forget what I was saying. Yeah, I can't remember. It was wicked good too, I bet. <laughs> so I'll just stop there. My, you know, I'm I'm within the five minutes, and uh, you know, 
I'm sure I'm, I'm eager to hear what Susan has to say as well. I'm grateful for being able to do this service. Um, I do a lot of service. Again, that's a judgment. That's what I was talking about. Uh, that's a judgment. You know, is it a lot? Well, I don't know, compared to what? Uh, but I will say that I get a great deal out of service. And I would say to anyone, you know, if you're not doing service, why not? And it's not a judgment of you. It's like, that's what some of the really good stuff is. That's my experience. Keeps me closer to the program. I get to hang out with other people who are, you know, committed to helping our fellowship survive and thrive. And, you know, if not me, then who? But it's not just like this obligation. It's that I get rewards from it. That's another paradox. I end up doing things for somebody else that I won't do for myself. And then realize, oh, I got benefit too. Um, so uh, I'm done. I'm eager to hear what Susan has to say. And God bless you all. Thank you so much, Michael. Um, and our second speaker is going to be Susan. Hi, everybody. My name is Susan. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, I uh, was raised in a Christian home, uh, but one where I got to walk to Sunday school instead of being driven because my parents didn't go. <laughs> so it was more of a let's get rid of the kids on Sunday morning so we can sleep in. And uh, my childhood was extremely traumatic. Um, and I, I mean, I really believe that I am a compulsive reader from the womb. However, um, the traumas that happened to me, I ate over them and discovered that that really worked quite well to numb my feelings and make me feel better, especially at night. Um, when I could, uh, you know, get numb and then fall asleep. Um, but I, somehow I still believed that, uh, God loved me. I had that, the Jesus loved me song going through my head and I'm sorry, but I know specific religions are outside issues, but this is my story and my religion played a part in it. Um, a big part. <laughs> um, so uh, I just believed that I was garbage from day one, that I was an inconvenience to my parents. Um, and the only person on the planet who made me feel like I mattered was my brother, Richard. And uh, as a teenager, I, and, and in my 20s, I tried really, really hard to be an alcoholic, uh, but I wasn't very good at it. Um, so, and the food kept working, you know, for quite a while. Um, I came to OA in, when I was 29, 28, 29. I was in for a year, worked the steps, got a sponsor, uh, lost lots of weight. Um, and then I met my husband and within a, a fairly short period of time, uh, we got married and had a baby and being a wife and a mother was all I ever wanted to do. I had the Cinderella complex of, you know, or the princess complex of, you know, a prince is going to come and save me and make my life better. And, you know, um, but, and so then I, I ended up leaving cause I moved quite a bit further away from the meetings and there were no meetings near me at the time. It took me 16 years to come back. Um, unfortunately my children were, uh, 16 and 11 when I came back. So they had lots of crazy mom, <laughs> but my journey in terms of my, my higher power, 
when I was in my twenties, um, I was at a, a Christian retreat where everyone in the room was holding hands and praying. And so we were instructed to pray for something that we really wanted. And so I prayed to be thin and we're all holding hands and my eyes are closed and I open my eyes. I'm not thin. I'm like, well, this sucks. Um, <laughs> I was really counting on this, you know? Um, and my religion, my Christian religion really helped me through a lot of bad times. Um, there were a lot of questions. I had a lot of questions. There was a lot of things that were coming up that I didn't necessarily agree with, but I just kind of stuck it out. And so then in, uh, 2017, we, uh, our family went through the process of going to court, uh, to charge the, the man who sexually assaulted my daughter when she was 12. And, um, that was incredibly painful because of the amount of guilt that I felt, uh, because the person who assaulted her was someone we allowed into our home. Um, and so, you know, I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to protect her. Uh, I was sexually assaulted when I was 15. So I'm the mom who's going to know exactly how to protect her kids. It's never going to happen to her kids. Wrong. And I was still going to church, very much loved my church family. And for more, like, I don't even know, umpteenth, whatever the hell that word means. Um, I heard the pastor say that God allows things to happen to make us stronger. And I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't accommodate that. I couldn't worship, love, listen to a God who would allow my 12 year old daughter to be sexually assaulted in her own home and all the other bad things that have happened. You know, I used to say, Oh, everything that happens in this world is caused by a human being making a choice. Well, yeah, but God's supposed to protect us. God's supposed to help us and, you know, be there for us and whatever, you know? Um, and it, it, that's not what I was being told. And I just, I was done. I was done. And then within very quick succession in, in like March, we had the uh, final sentencing where the guy was sent to jail um, for not as long as we all wanted, but whatever. Um, then my son was charged with a crime. So we had to deal with that. Then my sister-in-law died. And my sister-in-law lives, my brother and my sister-in-law, my niece live in Texas. And they have since 1983. And so my brother called me and I went down and helped him out. And at that time I had just, I had gone to um, world service. And when my sister-in-law died and and I went to be with my brother, I realized how important my family was to me and that maybe I wasn't giving them enough time. And I, I actually, I didn't stop going to OA right away. I did have a relapse because of this crisis of faith. Um, but I didn't stop going uh, right away. But I did say to my friends, how am I supposed to work this program without a higher power? I, I don't know how to do that. And I left and I relapsed and I came back. I wasn't gone long, but I came back. And it was like, okay, now what do I do? I have to find a higher power that works for me. So I asked everybody I know who didn't have a religious higher power questions. How do you do this? Where did it come from? What does it mean to you? You know, uh, because I needed to know. I, I knew I had to be in a way. I knew I needed a higher power. I knew this was a spiritual program that worked. Um, so I had to figure it out. And it took me a while. Um, 
but now I, my uh, concept of a higher power is a power that, that is inside of me. I feel like it's a, a ball of white light um, that's comforting and loving and all my own. My higher power doesn't work for you or you or you, nobody else. My higher power is mine. So I don't have to worry about a God who's sitting on the phone talking to how many billion of people are there on this planet? This is my higher power. It's my own private higher power. Um, and I, you know, I just am so grateful to have this higher power. And um, that being said, I was very anti anything that that even implied a religion, any religion. And the big book was written by people who were Christians. And, you know, there's all this, you know, very Christian stuff in it. And that's fine. I, I'm okay with that now. I wasn't uh, before. But uh, in order to continue to connect with this higher power, I rewrote my third step, prayer. And I'm just going to read it to you. So my third step prayer is higher power. I entrust my will, thoughts, and options to you. Please free me from selfishness and fear so that I may embrace your will for me and take action. Remove my difficulties and negative behaviors so that others can see that relying on their higher power works. Um, that's helped me because it's I'm I'm asking for help to take the actions that I need to stay abstinent um, and to have the life that being abstinent has given me. Um, the other thing I wanted to read. Okay. So my higher power is the source of my abstinence the, and the ultimate source of comfort, acceptance, love, and peace. This is my higher power's plan for me. I'm pretty sure this is from the big book, but I'm not positive. Um, to be free of fear, to march after every single dream, to recognize where my passion is, to let my passion loose, to be strong of mind, body, and spirit, to grasp for all the good things that could be mine, to love unreservedly, to keep real priorities in front of me, to experience joy without limits. When I am able to accept that this is my higher power's will for me, I see the need to surrender my will. Um, I don't know where I got that from, but it was really moving. Um, and it's, it's, it's my definition. It's, it's what helps me to work the program, to stay abstinent and to, to become the person that I want to be, that, that I have always, that's always been in there. It, it, you know, I got, my intuition got pushed down. I got told that I was wrong so often that I didn't believe my own thoughts anymore. And now I do, I listen and I feel good and I love people and I'm constantly surprising myself by how tolerant I am. I didn't think that was ever going to happen. I was so judgmental of people, you know, and when something happens and there's a group of people reacting to it, I'm the one sitting there all calm going, yeah, well, you know, like consider the source. Is it really worth getting upset about? Is it even worth talking to that person about whatever? Like I had that kind of conversation in my head. And, and is this person hurting? Is that why they're talking like this? You know, and I never thought that that would happen. Um, and it's just one of the gifts. It wasn't something that I was asking for. It's just one of the gifts of this program. And uh, so I do spend time with my higher power every day. I, to be completely honest, I've been struggling lately. Um, a lot, but I've also have a chronic illness and I'm in pain a lot and pain's a real trigger for me. And when I was practicing a religion, it was like 
oh, please take the pain away. And then the pain didn't go away. And it was like, oh, you suck, you know. <laughs> and now it's okay. So Susan, what are you going to do about your pain? Because your higher power wants you to be the best you can be, but he's not going to just automatically take your pain away like that. That's not how it works. And so, you know, I do what I have to do to deal with the pain and I plan out my energy because I only have so much and I have to be really careful how I spend it. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm very grateful to all the people who helped me find this higher power when I came back. Um, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful because I have this, this love in my heart and I'm even starting to love myself finally. Um, yeah, which is really weird because, you know, in my mind, I've just been garbage for so long that, you know, um, I didn't deserve anything good. And I certainly didn't deserve to be thin. Uh, not that I'm thin yet, but I'm working on it. Um, and I tried a lot of different things. Uh, in our inner group, we, we do a, a workshop uh, on uh, higher power where we look at, you know, the higher power of our childhood, the higher power now. And, you know, it's, it's an exercise in trying to define, so you know, what do you five want? Five minutes. Five Thanks, minutes. Claire. Thanks, Claire. You know, defining what do you want from your higher power? And, you know, how are you going to communicate with your higher power? And what do you, you know, how's this all going to work for you, for us, right? And uh, that helped me. That helped me too. And I know that it's helped some other people. Um, and and it, it was a good exercise in terms of, you know, looking at how our brains worked when we were kids, when we, you know, our higher power was basically our parents, right? And my higher powers told me I was garbage. They told me I didn't know what I was talking about. They told me that I was too sensitive, that I should go to my room every time my eyes teared up. Um, you know, and so that was unpleasant. Um, but my new higher power, like, I, I'm just so grateful. I, I, I just, I have to keep saying that because I was so worried that if I couldn't find a higher power, I was going to die. My brother Richard died. My father died. Two good friends of ours died, all within 11 months. And I was in so much pain. And I didn't believe in God anymore. And I didn't know what to do. So, thankfully, my best friend stayed with me and she waited for me to come back and she gently encouraged me to come back and that told me that I would find a power that would work for me. And I know right now that if I didn't do that, I would be dead because the day that I decided to call my sponsor, um, I'd been really grieving uh, it was just a couple months after my dad had died. And uh, I had promised my family that if I felt like killing myself, that I would check myself into the hospital. And as I was sitting in my chair all alone during the day, eating an entire cake for the third time this week, I thought to myself, but if I go to the hospital, they're going to control what I'm eating. And I don't want that. And then I thought, well, if that isn't the sickest thing you've ever said, and if that's not the definition of a compulsive overeater who won't go get help because she's suicidal because she wants to eat what she wants to eat, I don't know what is. And uh, so I know that if I had not come back, if I had not found this new higher power, I would be dead. I would be dead. And, you know, I don't work my program sometimes as well as I would like to, but 
I certainly work it every day, even if it's only a little. And uh, I do do my gratitude list every day. Actually, funny thing, I forgot to send it on Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving. I didn't do on Canadian Thanksgiving. I did not do a gratitude list. How crazy is that? Anyway, I made up for it the next day. <laughs> anyway, I, you know, I, I hope that one day I can help somebody else find a higher power while they're really actively looking and searching and struggling with their higher power because we can't, we can't work it without it. I did a talk at a convention a couple of years ago where I did the tools and, or, and what Who's I did that? was you I, have one minute. Okay. I went through the steps and I said, what tools you would use for the steps. And after the third step, I said, Oh, and your higher power and your higher power and your, you know, every single step for the rest of the way, because you, you, you can't work the steps without one, you know, and, and our higher power cares, my higher power cares about anything that has anything to do with me. And, uh, and I do have a God box. It's actually a drawer in my dresser, in my bedside table where I write things down and throw it in and, and leave it. And uh, that also really helps. I do that at night. Um, when I'm lying there trying to get to sleep and things are in my head. So I'll write them down and throw them in the gut box. Um, but anybody who's looking for higher power, who's questioning, who's doing anything, there are so many people that can help you, uh, including me. Um, help you find a higher power so don't give up thanks thank you so much susan okay so we will now open the floor for two minute shares and we will open up the chat now um if you want to share uh put your hand up using the raise function raise hand function found in reactions if you need help you can chat to a host if you are calling on a phone, please press star nine. Um, I will call on you and when it's your turn to speak, you'll see a prompt on your screen asking you to unmute. Please select unmute to speak and then the timer will signal, will tell you when time is up. Uh, please tell us where you're from and how long you've been in OA. Please remember that our traditions state that OA has no opinion on outside issues. Some examples of outside issues are politics, religion, diets, treatment programs, non-OA approved literature, and other 12-step fellowships. Therefore, please base your sharing on your OA experience and do not include outside issues. Uh, please stick to the topic of this meeting. For those who arrived late, the topic of this workshop is Paths to a Higher Power. Uh, the meeting is now open for sharing. Yvette, could yeah. I just mention, I did uh, stop. I removed the spotlight. If you're still seeing the speaker big, you can go up to your view button and click on gallery. Just want to remind people of that. Thank you so much, Karen. Um, so we have uh, Sue S. followed by Michelle. Good afternoon. My name is Sue S. I'm a grateful recovering compulsive overeater. Um, I want to thank both of the speakers. Um, I could identify um, with a lot of what was said. I also uh, am a relapse survivor. And um, when I came back from my relapse, I did work all 12 steps instead of just the first three. And I also had to find a path to my own higher power. Um, I had 12 years of good Catholic education uh, and left the um, Catholic Church and was very angry at my God of my upbringing, um, kind of a similar story. I was very mad at my higher power because I prayed to God to stop the fighting in my house, and he never did. And um, I had that very childish, you know, God, give me what I want. And what I've learned instead is that my higher power, I still... I did a lot of reading on different religions. I tried to go back to the Catholic Church, and it never really worked for me. And what I've learned is that 
I was trying to fill my God-sized hole in the center of my being with all sorts of stuff, including food. And um, that when I fill it with, when I fill it with a higher power, and I don't care what you call your higher power, but that voice inside of me, and I listen to that small voice inside of me that tells me to go right when I want to go left, that I usually wind up with a better solution. And so I've learned to listen to that small voice inside of me. And um, I'm very grateful to have heard the speakers. And my name is Sue S. And I'm glad to be here this afternoon. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Sue. Um, next, we'll have Michelle, followed by Judy R. Hi, I'm Michelle Z. I'm from New York City. I've been in OA a day at a time since May of 1973, unbelievable. And I have kept coming back um, through relapses and through not knowing exactly what that higher power was. And it's still evolving for me. I started out with that um, bearded man in the sky. Um, God will get you for this because that's the way I was raised. And now I'm uh, learning that my higher power loves me all the time. I don't always remember to think about my higher power. So being at this meeting is a really good reminder. I thank both the speakers. I, I love the idea. Um, part of my higher power, I think, is within me. And when I think of nature, that helps me. It's not very specific thing for me still, but um, I keep working on it. And now I'm um, even even learning more about, about this higher power through my outside religion and thoughts that I get there. And um, for me, um, I'll just end by saying, I need to remember to be grateful. When I remember to be grateful, then I know that I'm not in charge, that I didn't create whatever, whatever it is I'm being grateful for, that um, power of the universe or my higher power um, is, is helping me and um, helping me help other people. And, um, and that's all I want to say. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Michelle. Um, next, we'll have see, uh, Judy, followed by George. Judy, recovering compulsive eater. Um, I live in New York City. Hi. And uh, I've been in the program since July 4th, 1984. Um, and I loved hearing both of you. God bless you both. I mean, it was just really beautiful and so interesting, very interesting. Um, I grew up uh, in, a, in a sort of gentle Protestant religion, um, which I definitely moved away from as I got older. Um, and I felt desperate coming into OA. Um, you know, I, <clears throat> I was at this weight when I came in, but I had starved myself down, you know, like 25 pounds. Or, and I was, you know, I just, I was, all I wanted to do was bury myself in food. You know, I didn't want to live, you know, just a lot of depression. Um, and, and they say, keep an open mind. And also Michelle reminded me that thing about, you can have a high, you can define your higher power as anything you want. It just can't be me. You know, it can't be, um, us. Uh, so, uh, you know, I just try to keep an open mind and act as if there was a higher power that cared about me personally and helped me and was willing to help me and, and slowly, but surely it happened. Um, and then, of course, I did keep seeking, you know, keep seeking. And I, you know, I found things that were helpful to me, religious, non-religious, you know, a lot of different things that really, really helped me. Um, and during COVID, the early parts of COVID, which were hard for me because I live alone, even though I did, God provided help, which was amazing. Um, I ended up going to a workshop in England, uh, a weekend workshop. Uh, uh, for all all people in recovery, though it was OA focused through the 12 steps because I had a couple of sponsees and I thought I'll do this because this might help them. 
And what happened was there was some kind of a, a shift on my seventh step, humility. Judy? Yes. Is that it? Time, please. Okay. Anyway, that helps me. But like people said, I, I have to keep at it. <laughs> I have to keep surrendering, being humble. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Uh, next, we'll have George, followed by Beth. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, hi, my name is George. I'm also from New York City, so it's funny for New Yorkers. Uh, I've been in the program for about five years, and I wasn't inspired to speak until uh, an aha moment. Um, so I just really wanted to thank the speakers and particularly hearing of thinking about who was the higher power of my childhood and who was the higher power of me as an adult. I'm 46 years old. I was also raised uh, Catholic Christian and, and also I am, I am gay and, you know, learned very early on that I wasn't good enough and I wasn't allowed to enter the gates of heaven and all just based on the lifestyle or my orientation. And, um, but anyway, you know, I, I've been battling that with my higher power and, and gratefully in this program, I've rediscovered that connection to God and higher powers, but I, I'm still challenged on how do I bring God into my food? And I've been really struggling with my food. Um, but the aha moment that I got from that question of the higher power of my childhood, it really kind of zoned in. I'm like, well, I'm still so somebody who's consumed by what other people think of me. And, and I never made the connection. I'm like, well, then I'm really making them be the higher power of me. Um, worrying what they're going to think or worrying about how I'm dressing or worrying about what I'm eating or how much I'm eating. And I just always love being in the rooms hearing people say it's none of my business what other people think of me, but deep down it still is. And it's a practice that I have to let go of. But um, I just wanted to say thank you because I, I literally wrote that question down on a piece of paper and I'm in a 12-step workshop and ironically I'm in step three. And it's really something for me to consider of is the higher power of my childhood carrying into my adulthood? Um, and how do I really work on making that my own? So um, thank you. I wanted to say I'm grateful for that. Thank you, George. Uh, next, we'll have Beth, followed by John. And you should be getting a prompt to unmute. Thanks, Yvette. Hi, my name is Beth, and I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. I live in Massachusetts. And I have been in Overeaters Anonymous since April of 1978 and um, by the grace of my higher power. And I really appreciate this topic and, um, and hearing from the speakers. And, and one of the reasons that I've stayed is because there's room for all of us here, that there is no one way to believe. And um, I have been in this program and um, uh, for a very long time now, for the majority of my life. And I still have no idea exactly what God is, you know, or what my higher power is. I, I, I believe that there's, there are many powers greater than me. Um, and I know nature and the ocean and, uh, and wind and electricity are all more powerful than me. I, it's hard for me to imagine an actual sort of anthropomorphic God, um, definitely not the um, dead white guy in the sky and um, and no no offense intended to anybody who um, who has a, a, a male higher power um, and um, and so when I say the third step um, and, and it just feels so good to me I say um, I'm making a decision to turn my will in my life and usually a litany of specific things that I need to turn over, um, over to the care of God as I misunderstand it. And that just feels so, uh, so right to me. Like I don't have to understand what, what God is or what higher power is in order to show up here. I've done a lot of acting as if, um, over the years and borrowing other people's higher powers, <laughs> like somebody who has a really strong connection to their higher power. Well, just for today, I'm going to borrow their higher uh, Beth, power. Beth, time, please. 
Perfect. Thank you so much. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Beth. Uh, next, we'll have John followed by Gloria. Oh, sorry about that. I, I muted you by mistake, John. Okay. My name is John. I'm from Portland, Maine. I've been in OA for about five years, but I've been in 12-step programs for 25 years before that. But I'm 73, and I was so angry at God. So angry. And it wasn't because of A, B, C, D. It was basically because I felt less than. I felt totally different than everybody. And I had a lot of anger because I hated myself. Blame God. Uh, in OA in 2018, I did a closed 12-step group, three other women, and two of them were quite religious. I don't know if they belonged to an organized religion, but they were certainly spiritual. And bottom line was they held my anger. Now, I didn't yell at them. I yelled at their God. But they held my anger. And somehow I said, you understand. You understand. So I don't know if I made my group the higher power, but my higher power is I'm a good person. And for me to say that, <laughs> it takes a higher power. It takes a higher power for me to say I am a good person. And that's all. Thanks, John. Okay, Gloria is going to be next, and she may be our last share. We're getting, running a little short on time. Are you getting the prompt? You're still muted. Are you getting the prompt, Gloria? Yes. There we go. There we go. Hi, Gloria, compulsive overeater. Um, um, been in program for 40 years. And I'll quickly say I was raised Catholic by a Protestant mother, so I didn't learn a whole lot about religion. But I never had big issues. And I came into program and felt pretty comfortable hearing about a higher power. But I gradually questioned, how do I get to have a more conscious contact with my God, the God of my understanding? And somebody said to me, do you talk to yourself during the day in your mind? And I said, yeah, I think everybody does. And she said to me, why don't you start talking to God instead of to yourself? And that's what I started doing. And I started doing it with, you know, going to the grocery store and getting a good parking space walking into the store saying to God, thank you for the parking space. And the next time if I went and um, I had a walk for a long while, I would say, God, thank you for the walk. And what it started doing was developing a conscious contact with God so that when some of the tough things started to happen, things that I would have eaten over, I was able to talk to God. And um, for anybody who's struggling, if you try that, for me, it worked. I don't know if it will work for you, but it doesn't hurt to try anything that's hopeful. Lessons. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I'd like to thank everyone who attended this workshop. Uh, we'll now close the meeting with the serenity prayer. And thank you for all who did service. And can we unmute everyone? Okay. So everyone should be able to unmute themselves so we can say the serenity prayer together. <clears throat>
God. God. Grant, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, to change the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference in my will, not my Thank you very much, everyone. Thank, thank you, you everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.